Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. So there are we again. Welcome back, listening to a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. My name is Frans Arunder. And in this recording, I will talk to some guys about Microsoft Entra and especially identity governance. Today, we are at Experts Live in the Netherlands. On the venue, we have a special podcast room so we can record stuff, we and others also. Because of this, I have invited Pim Jacobs and Jan Bakker to talk about identity governance. There's new stuff coming up and they will talk about it later on on, uh, on, on Experts Live. But first, guys, do we have a little introduction? Who do I have on the table, Jan? Hi, Frans. Thanks for having us. My name is uh, Jan Bakker. I'm based in the Netherlands and I'm a Microsoft 365 consultant and a Microsoft MVP. And I'm focused on identity and access management and security. So I guide my clients to get the best out of those products and how to implement them properly. Uh, yeah, and maybe so that's, uh, uh, that's me. The, the security staff who will uh, hit some uh, some stuff uh, later Probably. on. Uh, and uh, on the other uh, side of the table, we have uh, Pim. Pim, who, do, who are you? Uh, Pim Jacobs, Principal Consultant uh, at Inspark, Microsoft MVP, focusing on the full Android portfolio. So from Azure AD, permission management, a um, little bit verified ID. Um, and with that, of course, identity governance as well. Um, and I help my clients uh, guiding them into the right direction and properly implementing those uh, products as well. Yeah, we uh, today the, the topic is Microsoft Entra, especially identity governance. Identity governance, what is it and what can we do with it? The short, the short story. The sh- okay, the short story, uh, and we will, we will show that in the presentation uh, which we have this afternoon as well, is that it exists of five different pillars. So lifecycle management with lifecycle workflows, which is brand new. Uh, and which has been released four weeks ago, uh, provisioning through uh, users to third-party apps and deprovisioning them. Uh, that's a little bit attached to lifecycle management of the accounts. We got access packages and access reviews, which is there within the interface today, uh, privileged identity management, and terms of use. To, this is the short story, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe we will dive in uh, on, on a specific topic uh, in the next few minutes, um, because... Uh, access packages and access reviews is, I think, that is the the the, the common things that we are can use within identity governance, Jan. Yeah, correct. And um, today we're also going to take a look to that because access packages is really important in the mover phase. If we if we look at the joiner mover lever process, uh, access packages uh, that's where they come in in the mover phase because you w- you want uh, when um, when folks get promotion or change department their access changes and you want to guide that you want to govern that especially yeah and if we look at access packages access reviews um then we have a um, an, an application or a group where we can get access to um on the short term on a, in a yearly base or monthly base you can do an access review to see if someone needs still access uh, that specific group or application um if we look at lifecycle management identity life cycles is that related to this? Yeah, I think so. And uh, it's funny that you that you say that you need to review the access, but there is a brand new feature where you can automatically uh, assign policies based on attributes. So you can um, hand out those packages dynamically. So 
that there's no longer a case to review them because you manage them yourself. So if a user changes department, they will automatically get offboarded from one package and onboarded to the next one. Okay, nice. Uh, are there any other enhancements within um, lifecycle workflow, uh, Pim? Well, lifecycle workflow is a total new feature within identity governance. And uh, today that's working for the joiner and the lever scenario. Is that is that not related to identity lifecycles? It is related to identity lifecycles. Uh, you got account lifecycle management, which is actually what you um, where you need to work closely with HR and where you connect your HR as the source of your identity mm -hmm. and let that provision to your AD or Azure AD. Uh, which can today from the Azure AD portal be natively done with SAP success factors and Workday. Uh, that's actually the first part. But if you don't have those products, um, you could use different tools as well. And I'm not going to name them because that's a little bit of my allergy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, but there are different ways to get to get those accounts provisioned. Uh, what is what is really important, however, is of course that uh, those credentials. Uh, the access, the the birth access rights of an account are configured correctly. And that's something we can today do with lifecycle workflows in the joiner scenario. And if we look at uh, the, the identity, the, the access packages and access reviews and that sort of thing, is that related to this to this stuff? Um, not, not particularly to lifecycle workflows, but as Jan just mentioned, it's more related to the mover process. So lifecycle uh, workflows uh, is something you can use in your joiner process and you can define uh, based on the employee hire date. Um, and if the user is working in department sales, those are the tasks I'm going to execute on the day you start your job at the company, like adding them to the sales group, sending the, uh, the temporary access pass to the manager of, of, uh, of the user uh, and doing X, Y, Z and Jan's fam famous topic is in there, logic apps. So I will I will leave that to him to do, to 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 name an example. Um, on the that's the joiners thing, and you can have fifty um, workflows per tenant, and each workflow can have twenty five tasks. Uh, that's the maximum today. Does run each three hours, and when we look at the lever scenario, we can of course uh, offboard the user correctly. Uh, in like removing the licenses of the user, removing the user from all the groups, all the teams where it's a member of. And that we do that based on the employee leave date time. So it's automatically triggered in a smart way. And so you don't need to do the things yourself anymore as an uh, IT admin. It's managed for you. But it's configured by you. Yeah, so the, 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 the workload from an IT admin perspective uh, is lower because uh, we can automate uh, automate stuff. Exactly. But automate, uh, Pim already mentioned, uh, Power Apps. How, how does it integrate, Jan, with, with Power Apps and, and that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's a great bridge to, uh, to my favorite topic. It, um, it, it extends, actually, to Logic Apps. Uh, we all know that Power Automate is the little brother or the little sister from Logic Apps. But yeah, you can uh, create uh, extensions, um, for example, to do tasks that are not in the default task settings. So you can do stuff like, hey, add this user to this team or remove from this team, enable account. Those are the basic tasks. 
But you can also do extensive tasks. Uh, for example, you want to create a temporary access pass and not send it to the manager, but directly to the end user, for example. That's not in the default template, but you can do it. So the sky is the limit there. You can do whatever you want. So you can even talk to third-party applications. Yeah, or maybe what's important to mention as well is that um, specifically in this case for the joiner scenario, because for Lever, the employee leave day time cannot be synchronized yet. But for the joiner scenario, you could also do, uh, execute actions in the on-prem uh, AD by using Logic Apps and Azure Automation with hybrid workers so that you can execute those scripts uh, in your on-prem AD to, for example, add a user to a group, um, yeah, whatever you would like to do there. So we, we have access packages, access reviews. There's the old stuff that, that is still many years in, in identity governance already. And that is not completely away, and we still need that. But it, new functionality is it has been added to identity governance, like um, identity lifecycle and lifecycle workflows. And with that, we can use access packages, for example, to automate stuff and do things automatically. Exactly. Automating is the key word there. So as Pim mentioned, joiner and lever can be processed with processed with lifecycle workflows. And we got the gap in the middle there, the mover part, and that we can do with access reviews, but with the addition that we can do it dynamically now. So yeah. a user does not have to go into the portal and request those access packages, but they are dynamically assigned to the user based on their attributes. So also automating that part now. Yeah, and um, that is good for, I think, 50, 75% of the groups, but there are still probably groups in an organization eh, where you need to get access on, on uh, based on requests. And so we uh, access packages uh, can still be used afterwards. Correctly. So if, if there is any approver needed or a multi-stage improvement or um, auditing features or whatsoever, there you can also use access packages the way it's supposed to work with also an access review because it's still really important but yeah. for the for the mover part you can do a lot of automation these days yeah um a temporary access pass you already mentioned pim uh, but already um, also uh, privileged identity management is part of uh, identity governance yeah is is privileged identity management also part of the 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 workflows and the lifecycle uh, things that we have spoken about is is that is there a relation with that not by default because with lifecycle workflows you cannot for example use uh, add a uh, a role assignable group, a privileged access group, um, that's that's grayed out. But if you want so, use logic apps. So the sky is literally the limit here. Uh, even uh, so, once we, I'm in this preview already for a long, long, <laughs> a long, long time. Uh, and we tried something internally because we have a labs tenant uh, where we test stuff. And the problem we have is deep uh, provisioning and deprovisioning on that end as well. So what we are using right now is literally a logic app, which is triggering a via a webhook, a workbook in another tenant. So to provision the account, because you receive those account details from the from the lifecycle workflow. So literally, that's whatever you would like. You can you can call an API uh, from a particular app to provision accounts with a logic app. It's yeah, yeah you can how far your imagination goes and can go. That's what you can do right now. If everything can happen uh, with uh, the, the use of logic apps, uh, power automate, and that sort of correct. Thing. So that's uh, and we talked about uh, in the beginning. Uh, you mentioned security. 
um, what does this identity governance stuff, what does that make sense in relation to security? What, what, what does me as an organization, what does it, what, what does it help? Well, that's a good question. The, the typical thing that we see in organizations is that when, um, when a user goes through the uh, period of working for a company, they build up uh, privileges, access to applications, roles that they need for their jobs. But as they never get reviewed, uh, let's say over 10 years, you get a bunch of uh, stuff that shouldn't be attached to your account anymore. And then you're going to leave the company and your replacement comes in. And what's the typical thing that they say? Just copy his account or her her account and give him all the stuff so he or she can do her job. And that's that's not good for security because we want least privilege. So it can be that they also copy the, the administrator roles over. So, uh, okay, you are, you are a privileged identity administrator and your ne- the next one is also be that person. So that's related to security, something that you don't want. Yeah. You want to evaluate constantly and even better, get those access dynamically and uh, constantly reviewed. So Yeah, based on the function, based on the role that you have. Exactly. Uh, you have a, a specific function role where... where, where access is given on, on on based on a role and not on a person not on a person and um if you if you look at identity governance uh, based on security um, we have also insider risk within uh, microsoft 365 for example um the the case that you were describing is more related to insider risks because it is more or less an insider risk so insider risk management and identity governance uh, they are com- they are strengthen each other yeah, I think that's correct. Um, insider risk is really good at, at stuff like, hey, and this uh, person resigned from his company and is doing stuff uh, four weeks before his uh, resignment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's really what we can do as well. Or we can just say, okay, yeah, um, this is this is the employee leave time. We're going to do some tasks uh, so that you cannot do those, that stuff. Yeah. So you, you're going to get read-only rights or something like that. So you you can do anything to prevent that. So, it, but it really fits together. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, if, if we talked about identity governance, uh, lifecycle management, and, and and that sort of stuff, what is needed for me if I if, if I am a company and I want to start with identity governance, what should I do, uh, Pim? I always <coughs> I always advise customers to to get their uh, their source of truth correct. So, what is in HR is the source of truth. If someone changes his name changes is um is resigning is coming into the company hr is the first to know so get those and get that connected to your ad or your azure ad depending on where your source of authority is um so that that would be always my first step to advise and that could be a simple thing where you receive data from hr let a powershell script run and update and create accounts. It doesn't need to be complex and fully automated as long as you do it. Uh, and with that being said, make sure that employee hire date. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're, you're today working cloud only, also employee leave date time are configured. And then you can start with lifecycle workflows and configure, yeah, what we just mentioned, sky is the limit. Yeah. And for the process in between, um, use access packages and access reviews um, and my tip would be don't put an access review in anything because otherwise people get literally, yeah, it will, uh, in the end, you will see that people are going to create a rule, move it to this folder because I don't care. And then they lose access. So yeah. do it. You need to, to configure it, 
um, on the things you really want to be reviewed and which cost money or um, are uh, containing highly sensitive data. Uh, so that's important. Uh, use auto uh, auto uh, dynamic access packages as well, based for example on department. And then once a user leaves the company, make make the offboarding flows within lifecycle workflows. So that is important uh, important from a end user perspective and an IT admin perspective. And on the other hand, I think, and that's what I'm mentioning uh, today as well. Um, PIM is important and the basic security stuff. So don't do this. Don't start doing this uh, once you don't have MFA. Yep. Literally secure first and then make it advanced step by step in a in a logical way because we can provision accounts to the, up to the max, but if they <laughs> don't have MFA applied, that's a bigger risk. So from that angle... Um, uh, if you need to make an order, that's the most important thing to do first. And this would then be your next step. Yeah. Eh? Think yeah. of defense and depth and, and do it on all places and not just on one. Yeah. In, in addition to that, I, I would say if you're going to start and you got your base right, so the source of truth is configured, um, and you're going to start with identity governance, start small. And don't, don't build castles that you can... Uh, you can support because, for example, you can start with a small access package having licenses, for example. Yeah. So Power BI Pro, start with that. Yeah. Or or teams with uh, sensitive data in it, you know, start small. Yeah, there's uh, with less impact. So if if someone if it gets not good, that not everyone is in, in infected on uh, the things that you have configured. Exactly, and and it's also good to experiment with it. So how does the organization react to access reviews? Yeah, what is the, the note from the field? One of the topics in the in the in the in the, in the slide uh, in the in the session uh, you're given. What is the the big fail when uh, when companies start with identity governance, for example, from from your end, uh, Jan? Yeah, well, uh, what we already mentioned, they. Um, organizations need to prioritize stuff. So they need to focus on the stuff that matters first. So you can go in, you can go into uh, identity governance and not have your MFA in order. So that's one, one big thing. And mm -hmm. what I already told, they, they start and they, they want to do everything at once. So yeah, basically that's the... Start the, small. Yeah, Still. start small. That's yeah, the, and, uh, and maybe, so, and this is funny, we, in the preparation, we discussed uh, things like uh, self-review access <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and the group owner access reviews um, in practice you will see that if you do self-review <laughs> uh, either the organization is not responding at all or everyone is responding and is keeping their access rights so I my personal feeling with that and I think that differs from Jan's experience but it doesn't really mind is that um I would also, I would most likely use the group owners because they are the owner of the group and need to determine who is uh, in there, yes or no. Yeah, but how is that related to guest accounts? Because um, <laughs> I've set, I set up guest, guest account review in, in uh, within my organization and um, on guest accounts, we have implemented self-review and that works quite well. For guest accounts, yes. If we're talking for guests, if we're talking for end-user accounts, it's going to differ because nobody wants to lose their access. <laughs> I, do, I don't have experience with that. but it, Well, it depends. <laughs> if, if your managers are fully aware of the task, 
that they are the, the, the guiders of their data yeah. and they're fully on board and, and have some adoption, uh, it's fine. But what I, what I see is uh, we underestimate the, the power of self-service in any way. Yeah, absolutely. But I, everything's, uh, everything stands with um, communication, adoption, uh, be aware and know what you're doing and why you are doing stuff. Yeah, and that and that's where uh, display names and descriptions are really important because if you're gonna yeah, yeah. get an access review, hey, we got um, uh, we, we got a, we, we want you to re- review access on this group, and it has a prefix and a suffix and some some IT stuff in it. They're gonna say, okay, I approve yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I I don't know what it is, but I I don't I, want to lose. But access. I still need. So I agree with Pim on that. Yeah. But there's a lot of elements that come in uh, that that makes it user friendly that we as IT folks not always see. Yeah, thanks guys for having you both in uh, in in this recording. Uh, to finish up, is there one last thing about Entra or identity governance uh, in particular? Uh, what you want to share with uh, with the audience? Go to the Azure AD portal, click on identity governance, and go to lifecycle workflows. And, and if, you, if you don't see that, there's a trial button where you can ac- activate your P2 trial. <laughs> And then start with identity governance. Of course. So thank you, thank you guys. And for now, Anytime. thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for more new content coming in the next few months. See you in the next time. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>